Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. We are going to have a great show as always. But I welcome you travelers in transition world that are here because you are going through some transition, which you can't live life without it. You know, it's part of life. And those transitions can come from from all different areas, be it professional, personal, spiritual, whatever it is, they're going to come talk to us. And when they come, they're going to give us fear and doubt. They're going to give us challenge. All of those things that bring up from the subconscious that we have, all of those things that just throw us into whirlwinds of depression, perhaps, or fear and doubt. So when we go through transition, it's really important that we connect with other, our support system. And if you're here, I'm assuming second wind is part of your support system. And I'm thrilled about that. My guest today is is one of those people that will be a real valuable tool and give you some reminders about how you can make transitions easier. For we have all gone through transition, and I'm sure he will share his. And as you know, we don't have that many men that come and talk to us. I'm kind of special to us, to we women. So anyway, I'm going to welcome my guest today. His name is Chaney Weiner, and he is a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development. He is the founder of Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of our life, financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, and social. But he helps us all discover our hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what is most important to us. As acknowledged transitional leader and a leading expert on success in raising human potential, Cheney has inspired people around the world, sharing his breakthrough methods for their personal and professional success. Cheney is often referred to and a, a Cheney is often approached by the media for its inspiring insights and advice. He has uh, featured on Montel Across America, Hollywood Confidential, Martha Stewart Living Radio, Hay House Radio, and hundreds of others. And now he can have 
second win by Joyce Buford. So anyway, welcome, Cheney. We're delighted you're here. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm glad I'm here today. <laughs> well, it's always um, a valuable a resource to be able to talk to somebody that when we do go through these challenges of life, we can kind of remember some of what you say. We can go back and listen to this uh, podcast again, or we can just walk away with a valuable tool. So how is it that you got into this business, this transitional coaching business? <laughs> that's, that's the key word right there, <laughs> transition, because when you take a look at your life, and this is one of those things that every single human being, as I like to say in the history of man and womankind, <laughs> can, can say, your life is full of transitions because life just does not go through one static way because first of all it's not possible and and second of all you know you would decay so to speak but i'm being somewhat metaphorical in that but anyway life full of of transitions and it's interesting because i just recently um my new book because this is your life Mm -hmm. that's how that's how i actually wrote the book and i set up the chapters to be trans, you could say transitionary, because mm-hmm. it because it, it's about one's life, albeit your life story and journey will be different than mine. Because I talk about mine in the book, but it's all about trans uh, transitions. And one thing I that, that I found was, uh, was interesting is that you know this whole, and I'm sure we'll get more into this about having new beginnings in your life. But you know your life is really full of those types of new beginnings, but they come in the form of transitions. Right. Yeah. Well, you just started a new beginning. You made a big move from East Coast to mid, mid, mid. Would you call Phoenix Mid America? No, not really. Uh, probably, probably called more like the West Coast. West. In fact, West. You know what? Yeah. That's a great point that you even bring that up because as we speak right now, I'm. Uh-huh. Um, you could say in the midst of a transition. I just moved from New Jersey to Scottsdale, Arizona. Absolutely. And you took that accent with you. Mm. Do many people <laughs> say, I say, oh, I think you're visiting or, or uh, where did you get that accent? Well, I haven't, I haven't, I've been here 11 weeks, so I, I've had maybe oh. two, two people bring <laughs> it up, but I, I lived in South Carolina for six and a half years and, and people uh-huh. there knew I wasn't from South Carolina. Yes, of course. Yeah. Pretty part of the country though. Pretty part it of the country. It is. Yeah. So, um, I, when you move, there's lots of transitions we have to do, and it's very stressing to go through all those changes. Right? Well, the way I approach it and the way I help people to approach it and the way really it is designed to be approached is to look at these transitions as being two-sided. And what I mean by that is there's going to be parts of it, there's going to be benefits and drawbacks to it. There's going to be the quote-unquote positives and these so-called negatives that are involved, the supports and challenges that are involved with that. There's no getting away from that. It's just a question of what they are for you in your life and how you deal with them in a way that helps you go to that next step or that next level in your life. 
So how do you switch when you're thinking of, of a negative thought about, oh, I can't believe I got this all up, take it out with me. How do you switch it, Cheney? I didn't get that last part because the, the phone broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. How do you, how, when you have a negative thought and you're thinking about the, the huge, the size of moving is huge in anybody's imagination. And when one's sitting there thinking, how would you transition it into a positive? Well, this somewhat goes back to what I was just saying. When you approach, uh, uh, well, let's just say, a particular situation and look at it from both sides, look at the equal amounts of benefits and drawbacks to it, and it's fascinating because this is one of the things that I've learned really over time, and it works. When you approach mm-hmm. it from that perspective and you see, again, an equal amount of benefits and drawbacks, those quote-unquote negative thoughts, they're not there anymore because you're seeing the upsides and the downsides equally, and they balance out. And when that happens, there's no room for the those that mind chatter to come in, if you will. Yes, you know, stuff will come up that will say, geez, you know, well, what's going to happen three weeks, three months? But again, if you approach it from the perspective of what I was just saying, it's amazing what happens. And let me just say this, because this is, I, I my own radio show, I talk about it there, but I say this pretty much whenever I speak. It's one thing to uh-huh. hear what I, it's one thing to hear what I say here, but uh-huh. it's another thing to take this into your life and make it work for you. So, to those everyone who's listening in a in a way in a way don't take my word for it but just just hear listen to what i'm saying bring it into your life and see how it plays out in your life because that's going to be the the way that you're going to be convinced the most when you experience it right well you know when somebody's in a negative mind and and we all go through them i mean i go through them you go through them new people traveling starting new things so do you have a tool that you kind of all right let's take us where we're thinking all this heavy thoughts all this limiting belief thoughts and do you have some tool that you use that centers you to kind of go Okay, do you take a deep breath? Do you use tapping? Do you use any other modality to help you sort of calm and then move into the positive? Or what do you use, Cheney? Well, the main one is what is what I just mentioned. Look at the situation, or, or let me say it like this. Whatever that negative thought is about so it could be a negative yes. like let's use the moving example let's say you're someone who's moving in and again that this can apply to a career change whatever it is right. it's still gonna be, it's still gonna be a transition so whatever it is yeah. where wherever when that negative thought comes up look to see what what area of life is it is it a move is it a career change and again go back and see and say hmm, well you know what are the benefits of me making this career change what are the drawbacks of it if right. i make this career change and things go the way i want it to go what's going to be the downsides to that what's going to be the upsides to it mm-hmm. that's the that's that's the main one the other one that i like or that I coach people on, is look to see if whatever this is involving, if it's something that's truly most important to you, if it's something you love to do or love to be doing versus something you have to or are supposed to be doing. Because if it's something that you're supposed to be doing or have to be doing, number one, it's yeah. not going to be it's not going to be true to you. And number two, there's going to be doubt and uncertainty that's going to come up because it's something that you're not really going to want to be doing and you're not probably not going to know what to do anyway. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So it is that changing, making that mental decision that you want to go into positive versus negative. Well, when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about what happens when he gets settled into his house and then he goes the the dreaded, oh, what if I made a mistake type of thinking, which we we may very easily do. And so, Cheney, when we come back, I want us to talk about that because so many of us, once we hit a wall, we go, oh, I made a mistake. So when we come back, we'll be talking with Cheney Weiner about transitions. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Cheney Weiner, and he is a transition coach and knows about all about transitions, so he's a great guest for us. And so, Cheney, before we went to break, we were talking about facing those challenges and how to face them with a positive view versus a negative view. So now I'd like to deal with we've made, and in your case, it was the move, but it could have been a job. It could have been um, other transitions in life. But so we've made the transition, whereas you're sitting in Phoenix, where you are right now after making your big move from the East Coast. And so... You're faced with, and I'm not saying this is going to happen because you'd know how to deal with it, but let's say you're faced with 
the thought, oh, I've made a mistake. I shouldn't have made this big move. What was I thinking? How would you direct somebody to shift those thoughts? Well, I actually went through this 10 years ago because I made a move from New Jersey out to California. At the time, I was involved in fitness. I have a fitness background, and a a person I knew who lived in in the San Diego area wanted me to be a business partner with him in his existing fitness training. Oh, yeah. So I I went out there. I was to give him $75,000. I gave him $30,000 because it was set up to be given out over time. I, I, mm. I was out there not even two weeks. I got an uneasy feeling, and I backed out of the deal. And interestingly, it just kind of felt uneasy just the whole way. I made the decision to go anyway. I moved my stuff out there, mm. gave him $30,000. Between that, moving expenses came out to $50,000. I backed out of the deal. I, I never got the money back. And so. Oh. I, I went back to New Jersey. So, in fact, just the irony of of that all is I I moved out there. By the time my furniture came from moving out there, I was already on the phone with the movers to set me up to move me back to New Jersey. That that just pretty much summed up the whole thing. So here's what I'm really getting at. Mm -hmm. Okay. At that point in time, I was looking at it and saying, hmm. Well, let me say it like this. Other people who knew me said, geez, you know, you you made a mistake, blah, 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 blah. I looked at it a little differently. I looked at it, all right, you know, I made this move. How did it serve me? How did it benefit me? And if it would have gone the way that I wanted it to go, what would have been the downsides of it? And it's interesting because I was thinking of this while I was driving back to, uh, uh, to New Jersey. And yeah. sure enough, what uh, what happened, I went down a different path in my life. I transitioned out of fitness into what I do today. Mm-hmm. So here is the takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my story as an, as an example. Right. Had things gone the way I wanted them to go, had I moved out there and I'm involved with this business with him, I give him the money, we're making money, all that, I would not be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't be on the phone right now doing this show. Right. And I'm certain of that because I connected the dots in my life and it was pretty easy to see. So for those of you who are listening, when you're in a situation like this and you feel that you made a quote-unquote mistake, Mm -hmm. look to see, well... what would have benefits? How did it serve you? And if it, if it would have gone the way you wanted, what would have been the downsides of it? Because the bottom line is when you connect those dots in your life, you'll see it. I can't tell you what that is. You'll know. And you'll get that, that, that gut feeling, and you'll know. It'll hit you, mm-hmm. and you'll know. And that's the way that you deal with that. Because the bottom line is we all make decisions in life. I don't look at them as mistakes. I look at them as blessings. And I look mm-hmm. to see both sides of it and how it would have played out. Because, again... You know, there's been movies made on this type of thing. Back to the Future is one of them. There's um, If you've ever seen the movie um, Sliding Doors with Glenn Paltrow, that's a great... uh, Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. Really? And I love Glenn Paltrow. Yeah, check that one out. It's called Sliding Doors. Just let me mention this because it'll tie us all together. And I know this is a movie, but this is true in life as well. She got fired from her job. She just missed getting on the subway train. Well, at that point, the movie split into a parallel universe. Had she made the train, if she didn't make the train. And what seemed like, oh, my God, she missed the train, horrible thing, that turned out 
one outcome if she would have made the train it turned out to be a different outcome and it really was opposite of what people would have thought right and awesome. that's the same thing in in life because many times we like to say geez you know i wish i didn't do this what if i didn't do that yeah again look both sides of it and listen to what we were just talking about and bring that into your life and see how it works in your situations and you'll find it you'll see it well Cheney I want to applaud you because I want to talk about a couple things that I heard through your description you had the the confidence in yourself, even though you knew from the very beginning there was kind of something, but you didn't listen to your intu intuition, but you still went on and did it. Once you got there, you realized this isn't working. And so you had the confidence in yourself to know, okay, this is not working. I need to turn around or go back or go home or go back to New Jersey, however you want to phrase it, which I think takes confidence in knowing that you have that ability to say, okay, this is not working, and I need to change it. So yeah. I applaud you for that. I that was really do. That was actually one of the benefits. Yes, of course. And then you started looking at all of the good things that were happening for you, how you could learn from the mistakes from yeah, that pl choice. Plus Along with that, it not that I wasn't before that, but this took it to another level. It yeah. really gave me the confidence to take on high-level situations and know how to deal with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Take, take, on, yeah. big, take on bigger risks is really what I'm getting at. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, uh, I'm listening to a series by Marianne Williamson. Um, are you familiar with her? I, uh, I know of her. She's out of Houston, and, and she's on the West Coast, and she's all over. And so, anyway, she talks about a similar uh, experience where she, back in the 80s, had leased a, a venue for a big event out in L.A. And it hadn't exactly gone, but she talked about the gifts that she got. You have to look at situations about the gifts you get instead of this is wrong, this is wrong, I did wrong, I did wrong. And that's all about mind shifting into a positive space, finding the good, and then using the good, which exactly what you did is awesome. Yeah, you know, it's... um. It's interesting because the story that I just shared, mm -hmm. uh, I talk about it in the book and I talk about it in the chapter on how much does forgiveness stop you from letting go. And the way I talk about it in the book was from a quote unquote forgiveness standpoint and I didn't yes. forgive him for it because there was nothing for there was nothing to forgive because when I saw the benefits of that experience, yeah, it cost me 50,000 really ultimately more like 100,000. Right. There was no yeah. reason. There was no reason to forgive him because I saw the benefits. Because had that not happened, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't have a book. None of that. And I, I mean, I can go on and on and on. So right. it was a blessing. In fact, the irony of it all with this is on Thanksgiving night, 2006, I wrote that person an email and I thanked him for that experience. I never got a response back. Oh, uh, yeah. And I still, and I still have the email to this day. I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, but many times people, Cheney, in those situations, people need to forgive that person that encouraged you and, 
actually, he actually kept your money. That's not a good thing. But uh, also, they you need to forgive yourself. So I assume from writing that note to him, you had already forgiven yourself. It was never even a consideration. Or did you have to go through that process as well? Actually, I didn't. I talk about that in the book. There was nothing to forgive about myself yeah. or him because it was a blessing. What was there to forgive him for? It was a blessing. There were, yeah. I saw when I when I saw the benefits to that situation. What am I going to forgive him for? The benefits? There was nothing. To, there was nothing to, to forgive him for. Now let me say this: that doesn't mean that I I went around and said, "Oh, you know, I'm holding on to anger." There was nothing to be angry about. There was nothing to forgive him about. I saw benefits in that. And that's all I needed to see. And right. that's what that's when I wrote him the email and, and I basically said, thank you for giving me this experience. And that's how I left right. it. Yeah. Well, for some people, they would carry the anger toward themselves as well. In other words, keep beating yeah. themselves up. But I made such a stupid mistake. Why did I do that? I lost $50,000. Why did I do that? And those are things that we need to. There are two people to forgive here. The, the one that urged us and us for making the decision. Well, so you did that, and that's cool. Let me also mention this, another part to the story. The night before I left New Jersey to go out there, and I talk mm-hmm. about this in the book. I was sitting in the parking lot outside of a restaurant in New Jersey. I was waiting for my family to show up. My attorney called on the phone mm-hmm. you know, because it was my attorney was you know, dealing with his attorney. My attorney told me on the phone, he says, if I were you, I would not do this move. And of course, <laughs> I, I, I asked him why. He says, look, he says, don't keep this quiet. He says, I spoke to the other guy's attorney, and he said, you shouldn't do it either. And I went through with it anyway. Granted, my my stuff was already on the moving truck and all that, so what was I going to do? I still could have pulled the plug on and said, well, I'm not going to go. I went through it anyway, so if there was, so I could have sat there ultimately and been really angry at myself, and I wasn't because if I didn't make that move, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. I wouldn't know the people I, I know now. My, mm-hmm. and I would have gone down a path that I ultimately wasn't destined to go down. And that was the right. blessing in it all. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Um, now, we, we're going to go to break here. And when I come back, understanding that these, these transitions in our life like that, that can cost us time or cost us time and frustration can really be turned around to be positive stepping stones in our lives. They can give us courage to reach higher the next time and know that we are going someplace and we have the, 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 the courage inside of us to take that step. So when we come back, we're going to share more of Cheney's transitions and how he turns negative into positive. We'll be talking about just the advice of other people and how they can sometimes try to keep us plain small. So when we come back, we'll be talking with Cheney Weiner. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. 
the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking today with Cheney Weiner, and he is a transition coach and speaker. And so I am delighted that he has brought up so many great uh, examples, and he's used himself beautifully in the move example from the west coast to the from the east coast to the to Midwest and to West. U.S. So, Cheney, we were talking about you made this decision, and yet at the very, the, the hour they'd already picked up your furniture, it was on its way, and you got this advice to stay. Uh, perhaps it was not a wise move. A lot of times when we make major decisions like that, change a job, leave a marriage, uh move the children out of a certain school or different things like that. And we get all this unasked for advice, not only from family members, which is, that's a given. They're always going to give their advice, but also from friends. I was surprised at the number of people that spoke to me when I went through my divorce about 
just giving me advice and I didn't really want their advice. So how do you, how do you handle that? That's a very fascinating topic, if you will, mm-hmm. because there's a couple of ways to look at that. It, you know, it's been said that, and I'm just going to paraphrase this and put this in my own words, mm-hmm. that, that, Sometimes people don't want advice. They just really want to be heard and Mm -hmm. that if someone wants advice, they'll ask for it. Right. Now, now with that being said, let's face it, like what you were just saying, no matter what you do, you're going to, there's always going to be somebody with family, friends, coworkers, whoever it is that is, you know, when it involves something that's going on in your life, a transition, they could be in any area, they mm-hmm. are going to want to give their piece of their mind or their advice, whatever you want to call it. Right. A couple, couple things to be aware of. Make sure that when this happens that the other person and listen to the languaging. And I talk about this in my book in different ways, but I'm going to bring it up here as it relates to what you're asking about. Listen mm-hmm. to hear if somebody is telling you, you should, you have to, you must, you've got to. Because if, when you hear language like that, and let's, I'll, let's just take this from coming from someone else. If someone says, well, you should or shouldn't do this, or you've got to do this, you must do this. What's really being said there is the person is projecting onto you what they feel you, quote unquote, should be doing versus you making the choice. Now, I mm-hmm. know many people feel that they're helping out, but pay attention to the language. I know with me, whenever I give advice to someone, you know, whether they ask or I just casually bring it up if they're a friend, I don't usually, well, you should, you have to, or you've got to do this because First of all, I wouldn't be walking my talk. And second of all, that's projecting what I want done onto them versus what is important to them because their circumstances are going to be different. Right. So, mm-hmm. so pay attention to it. And it really goes the other way too, just in general, as you're going through your life. Pay attention to the shoulds, have tos, got tos, and supposed tos because if you're doing things based on that, then it's something that you really truly don't want to be doing. It's not something that you love doing. It's not something that's going to inspire you either. But like I said, pay attention to it coming from other people because I know people mean well, but every person has a hidden agenda to some degree and we Mm -hmm. all do. Mm -hmm. So pay it, really be mindful of that because it's really, I know it's subtle. It doesn't sound like anything, you know, oh, it's just a couple of words. Words have power and that's a perfect example of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I've also heard that if you can get to the place in your life where you can receive um, information like that and you can kind of just shift it so that it's kind of like, I hear what you say, but thank you very much. I'm doing I'm, I'm making the best choice for me. It's a good response for them. It allows them to go on with some uh, disconnect. Do you ever respond when you get that advice? Well, great point. Oh, God, there's a couple of really good ones I can say here. But <laughs> the, main, the main one I'm going to bring up is a, be mindful of, of the person that you're dealing with who's giving you the advice. So, for example, if it's, if it's a close friend – 
that mm. you've known for 25, 30 years and you're on a certain level with them, your chances are pretty high that you're going to take in what they say a lot differently. Obviously, you still have the final choice, but you're going to take in what they say differently versus if it's someone who you know maybe a couple of weeks or it's a casual friend. Yes. So that that level of relationship that you have with someone is huge because, again, you may have somebody who knows how to – I don't want to say push your buttons, but knows – when someone knows how you tick – and they mm -hmm. really are in tune with who you are, it's going yeah. to be a lot different in how you take their advice, and you're going to be more receptive of it than if it's someone who you're not. Yeah. Yeah, you would give them credit for knowing who you are, yeah. and uh, they know what's best for you. <laughs> exactly. Kind but, of thing. but still, the ultimate and final choice, no matter how you cut it, still comes down to you making the decision because if you hear and listen to what someone says and let's say you agree with it and then you do it and it doesn't go the way you want, well, obviously the thing, you don't go back and blame that person because it didn't go your way. You made that choice. So far too many people, and I know you know this, will mm -hmm. go and blame others if they made a decision based on what someone else said because that's the easy and convenient way out. It, right. you, know, you don't have to be accountable or responsible. I mean, this is pretty much all common sense. I know it's common sense, but it's still worth bringing up again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you do come home, I mean, you're going to have to face that person. If it doesn't go the way that you had thought it was going to go, um, there's also a conversation there that would go on that needs to be, you know, maybe I yeah. should have looked at that a little bit differently. Yeah. But this is what I did learn out of that. Yeah. So that's a great time to learn, share the positive. Yeah. And again, yeah. listen Listen to the language, know the level of relationship you have with the person, and know that you have that cho you have the choice no matter what is said. Right. The yeah. final choice. Yeah, this is kind of in the same area, but a little off to the side. A lot of people will, it's hard to overcome worry about what other people think. You know, how am I going to make it? What if they think I'm stupid? What if they think I'm not smart enough to do this? Or we get caught up in some of our old traps, don't we? Uh, I have a whole chapter in the book <laughs> on this. I talk about this a lot because really what <laughs> worrying about what other people think about you, if it's not first on the list, it's definitely in the top two of the biggest issues that people deal with. And when and, and there's many subtle ways in how you can see this. And uh, I'm just going to basically drill down the cliff notes of it because we can easily do several shows on this mm -hmm. one. But the bottom line is this. No matter what you do in life, whether you do what you love or you don't do what you love, whether you agree with someone or don't agree with someone, you're going to get people who are going to like you and dislike you, people who are going to praise you and criticize you, people who are going to support you and challenge you equally, no matter yeah. what. No matter. So you may as well be true to who you are, do what you love, and be yourself. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah. But that, well, that right there pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, I want you to tell our listeners how they can find your book because I, uh, you've mentioned it and I want them to be able to go to this as a referral tool for, for their lives in change. Yeah. The book is called Because This Is Your Life. Mm -hmm. and it's about how to live a meaningful life 
while feeling respected, appreciated, and recognized for who you are and all you do. You can get the book at becausethisisyourlife.com. You can also get it on my website. I, I, I would go to becausethisisyourlife.com, and you'll see it there. Okay. And, okay. But you did say you could go to Amazon, but there's a difference in price or something, right? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. It's $17 there. If you get it from me, the book is the book itself is free for me. It's just I just ask that you pay the shipping and handling. It's $7.95. But you also get a bonus when you get the book from me. You get the video training series about how to stay focused. You don't get that uh, if you get it through Amazon. Well, then that's a biggie right there. Look at all the things you're giving away. That's awesome. People can go. We always like that. So that's great. So, you folks, you want to go to because this is your life.com to get this copy of this book, as well as the other goodies that, that Chady has for you there. Um, you know, I, I know in my own, um, maturing process, that was a big one for me worrying about what other people think. And that is indeed a subconscious thought that came from my parents that was implanted many, many years ago. And so I think I'm not the only one that has had that planted in their, their uh, brains. Well, well let, me, so, let, me, let me put it this way. I talk about it in the book, and it's funny uh-huh. because we, we actually spoke about this before we went on the air. I uh-huh. had this basically branded into me with, with my last name. I mean, you have no idea. Well, I'm going to say it right now. Up until, well, let me just say it. Oh, wait. I don't want you to get into this story because I know it's going to be great, and I don't want to take anything away from it, and we're about to go to break. Okay. So I would destroy your story, and I don't want to do that. Okay. So when we come back from break, um, Cheney's going to share this awesome story that he has about his name. And, uh, you know, we really don't have a um, decision about our name. And he was blessed with a unique name. So anyway, it's really a funny story. In the transition that we have gone through and will be going through, I hope you'll think about going to get Cheney's book because it has chapters that will deal with all the different issues that we are talking about today. And it's important that you have a tool to refer to because that gives you the the support, the need that you have to move through with the least amount of pain. We'll see you in a minute. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness, more self-love and less self-loathing, more joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. 
Give yourself some living room today. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are having the best time talking with Cheney Weiner today. And it's just he was getting ready to tell us a story about his youth and growing up with his name. So Cheney... Please start your story because I I love it. We chatted about it. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about over you know how to overcome worrying what people think about you, and you know far too many people, most just every person to some degree, really worries about what other people think about them. Same mm-hmm. thing with me. Take a look at my name, W E I N E R. Well, guess what? It's <laughs> Weiner, but it would get pronounced as Weiner. Yes. And I went through this, let's see, through grammar school, through middle school, and through high school, I'd say up <laughs> until the senior year, I was getting crap for it. Let's just oh, make fun of. I mean, it really uh. got to it really got to a point, particularly when I was third grade, second grade, third grade, fourth yeah. grade. In, in the course, you now this is when I was in. I was nine going on, well, you know, let's just say third grade, fourth grade, we actually, I attended five elementary schools in an eight-month time frame because we lived in New Jersey. We moved to California, back to New Jersey. In California, we moved twice. Oh. And, and guess what? I was the new kid brought into class. They would always mispronounce my name. And I, I talk about it in the book. This terrified me I, because, I, because, because I, knew, I knew what was coming my way. Wiener, oh. hot dog, and all kinds of different names. And yeah. it even got to a point where people would kind of like, I don't want to say bully me to where they were beating the hell out of me, but, you know, just pushing around, making fun of me. And I didn't like Absolutely. that. But yeah. here's the ironic thing about it. In fact, it's not so ironic because this is how life works. While that was going on, there were mm. also kids in the class who liked me. There were girls in the class who liked me. So yeah. I had both going on. And it's interesting because as you know, when I was writing the book and I knew this, you know, I, I would think about this kind of stuff when I would look back in my life. But when I wrote the book, I really got a greater appreciation of what I just said, because mm, while I love it, yeah, yeah. You know, while I have kids making fun of me. Some of them bully me, but then I get the other side as well because there was always somebody there who was the opposite. Yeah. And I 
knew it was going on at the time, but really didn't get a great appreciation of it until I started getting into the type of work that I do. Mm-hmm. And that's how life works. And that's absolutely in line with this whole making the transitions. I mean, just the fact alone that we moved so many times, I was going through transition after transition after transition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it really, it you know, it's interesting. And I'm, I'm going to leave mm-hmm. it this, this, this at that. The one thing that it really trained me to do is to be able to go into new surroundings, unfamiliar surroundings, and it doesn't bother me. So like right now in my life, I can go like, like here, I just moved out here to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody out here. Mm-hmm. What do I do? It's familiar surroundings mm-hmm. to me. I'm used to this type of thing. So I have no problem right. approaching people being more outgoing. I was never like that growing up because growing mm-hmm. up, I was going through these transitions that trained me to what I'm doing now. And not only is it in my life, but it carries out over into what I do so I can help people do the same in their lives. It's- yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I just think that's so awesome that the universe has worked all this out for us. And we've got all these these prep schools going on, which we don't understand that's what they are. But at nine years old and going through all those moves and all that name bullying that you probably experienced, that was painful back then. But yet it, it... made you tougher, it made you um, more resilient to be able to face and to help you support people in their transitions today. Yeah, I didn't I love like it. it. I love it. I didn't like it. Now, granted, we're talking the 70s, 80s, you know, some people will say, oh, well, it's different today. It's different <laughs> in one sense, but on the other hand, the basic dynamic, it's still the same. It's a matter of how you deal with it and, and how you move away or how you move on from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this might apply more to your life today, but but anytime people are going through transition, how do they find the courage to make those changes in their lives? I mean, like... Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to move, I'm going to change. And so it just kind of like messes everybody up around you. It's like a big wave of water. Everything changes. Everybody you touch changes. And how do they have the courage to make that change? Well, obviously, it's going to depend on whatever that change is, because there are different specifics and details involved in it. Mm-hmm. But there are, you can say that there's a general rule involved in each, and I'm going to kick it back to what I've been saying. When you're looking, you know, you, you got a change going on, well, where do you find the courage? Look to both sides of that situation. Again, this goes back to what I was saying about my move out to California when right. I got, quote, unquote, taken for the money. Mm-hmm. There were benefits and drawbacks to that. And right. once I, because let me say it like this, and I'm, I'm, I want to bring that up again. What gave me the courage to be able to do that is that I knew that there were two sides to the situation. Now, obviously, it didn't go the way I wanted, but once I saw the upsides and the benefits of that, it took me to another level where I can, hey, I can take these risks and know what to look for from now on. Because if I didn't make that move and that didn't happen, yeah, I I would have saved a bunch of money, but I would not... Like I said, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, and I would not have gotten 
life skills that I probably most likely would not have learned otherwise. Right. And yeah. One of them being having the courage in making future decisions. Right. Now, you know, I'm working with uh, some high school um, mentoring classes and they don't have now you have you and i because we're older or further along in our life we have uh, memories and we have thoughts that we can pull on that give us our courage do you think that we as smaller kiddos have a courage inside of us yeah it's it's no different it's just a matter of Let's just say being an older soul, being more wise, let's just say, and knowing what to look for. But again, I know I keep saying it, it's the same thing. Whether you're five years old, 15, 25, 35, life has two sides to it. And when you see both sides and how they serve, you'll see things that most people don't see. See, most people are so, quote unquote, addicted to the one-sided positive and right. they just want to totally do away with these so-called negatives. And again, that's going to be based on a situation. Let me give an example of that. And I've given this before. Let's say you have a, it's a rainy day, right? And you mm-hmm. have a couple who's about to, to get married on the beach and you have a farmer. Well, the couple who's going to get married on the beach that rainy day, that's going to be negative. That's going to be a bad day. That's going to be something that they don't want to have. But the farmer who's growing crops and vegetables, they look at that as a great day. So the question is, is it a bad day? Is it a negative? It's going to depend on the person's perception. Right. Yeah. And it's the same thing in the different things that take place in your life. Now, you're not wrong if you see a situation as being, quote, unquote, negative or bad, but just look for the upsides of it. Yeah. Did you, at, at that nine, I'm still thinking about that nine-year-old old boy. At, at nine, did you have a support system? Did you have somebody that could help you think through that? And, I mean, I believe that we all have the courage that's inside of us. We come with so many treasures inside of us, even from birth. But did you also have a support system that could help you through make that transition? Well, I had a support system, I had a challenge system. I had both, but from the support, <laughs> but from the support end of it, see, my parents divorced when I was seven. Uh-huh. My okay. father... You know, he was living in New York, Bronx. We lived right. in in northern New Jersey. Well, my mother met who became my stepfather. He, uh-huh. I talk about him in the book extensively. He became my first mentor. Oh, wonderful! So yeah. not only did was I visiting my father on the weekends, but I had this other this other wonderful man that came into my life who mm-hmm. made a tremendous difference in my life. I talk about him throughout the whole book. That's where I got. You know, he would always say, "Be a hustler, be a go getter." You know, he was a, he, he was a headhunter. He placed people in jobs. That's what it was called uh, back in the 70s. Yes. So I got a lot of that from him, how to negotiate, how to get on the phone with people, how to be, you know, yeah. more outgoing. And, yeah, right. we moved around a lot. So that, you know, I bring it up, the, the support and challenge system. Well, the challenge of it all was we were moving around, but the support was I had this guy, this my stepfather in my life, who I learned all these life skills from. So I had both going on at once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. these are skills I use to this very day. I talk about it all the time, and I use them all the time in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. See what you were provided with that mentor. Now, when we are adults making 
all of us need to reach out and create that support system. Whether we've got it automatically, that person that cheers us on, that says we're we're good, we've got it covered, we know what you're doing is awesome, we we want you, to, we want to support you in however way. If you don't have that today, listeners, you need to go get it because it is just so valuable in helping you make transitions. Do you, yeah. do you have a support system like that for you when you're making that change, that move, that whatever you're doing? I did. Taney? I I did. But I also had yeah. people that uh, that say, well, why are you making it? You know, <laughs> is this guy going to oh, yeah. rip you off? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, like what we were saying before, the ultimate choice was me at, or mm. was mine. And, it, you know, the ultimate choice was, was mine. I made the choice yeah. and there was nobody to blame. There's nobody to forgive. There, uh, there was nobody <laughs> to be mad at. I made the choice. I learned from it. There were benefits to it. It served my life. If it didn't happen, we wouldn't be here today doing a show. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of this show, and listeners, I really want you to go get Cheney's book, because you're going to get some answers in that book. So, it's uh, because this is yourlife.com, and Cheney is giving you some valuable information. So, thank you, Cheney, for being here with us. Thank you, Joyce. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So, we have come to the end of our magic hour here of transition, and you are walking away with some really good stuff today. This has been fun talking with Chaney and hearing his experiences being open and confident and willing to share his life experiences and, and help our lives in addition. So thank you for being with us today. We look forward to talking to you next week. And I hope that your challenges, your transitions this week will all be successful. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at